good evening, good afternoon, wherever this may find you. Welcome back to another episode of the Q&R Code. Thank you so much for being here. This is Quinn, and on the other mic is... Riley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's this week's episode what do you have going on over over yonder quinn well i was thinking that i might crack myself a little yerba mate enlightenment and would you like a little asmr again listeners single-handed baby yeah and it showed um yeah, that is a delightful little bev. <laughs> this has been a longtime favorite of mine. Um, I absolutely love these. I think we discovered them in, I don't know, early high school, I guess. And Enlightenment is the definitely superior flavor, in my opinion. And um, I will say that this week, it really has specifically been this week, I have been in a little bit more of a caffeine grind than usual. I think because Sean has been home brewing some cold brew, and then it's just so conveniently Ooh. located at my fingertips for a little coffee in the morning. I can only have a four out of fine six ounce cold brew that is potent stuff and cold brew is so often like an iced coffee beverage they will only serve places that 16 ounces is like the size i'm like um i'm gonna have a heart attack yeah well one time our literal nurse practitioner was actually concerned about riley's heart because we went in for our yearly checkup and she's listening to Riley's heart going and she's like um I don't want to like be freaking you out or anything your heart does sound a little abnormal right now is there anything different you did today Riley's like we're like thinking and we're like oh well we did each have our full own 16 ounce cold brew which is not something we usually do but you know we were serving we were slinging burgers at the time we were serving we thought you know we needed a little something to quench our depression and um so we had cold brews and she had riley come back in a few days later to check things back out and things normalized so she told us don't don't do that don't do that yeah she was like, you're not a big caffeine girly, okay? Gotta rein that in. Which I would say is true. I'm pretty caffeine sensitive. Um, in other news, talking about home creations, if you guys are following on my Instagram, you already would have seen, but I did have a delightful creation t- this week of a chocolate chip sourdough loaf. My first dipping my toe into the water of the sweet loaves, as well as using mix-ins. And uh, let me tell you, it's just as delicious as you would think. It was just nostalgic. It was reminding me of weekends of chocolate chip pancakes, but I don't, I'm such a pancake girl. I don't even want to slander them for a second, but 
so I don't, maybe I shouldn't even compare, but I do feel at this place that I am in my life now, that is more satisfying than a chocolate chip pancake. It had the, the sourdough crust and that kind of tangy profile with the chocolate and you would pop that in the toaster oven. Maybe may I deign to say add a little smear of butter on top and boy is that a decadent little slice. Yeah, it looked truly delish and Sean and I are inspired to keep creating more breads and next week we have a little potluck that we're going to be attending and Sean so bravely volunteered to smoke something up on the Traeger. So we think that we're going to hook these MFers up with some smoked pulled pork and homemade fresh sourdough brioche buns. So that wow, wow, wow. does seem like a big sleigh. <laughs> um, hopefully yeah, everything goes as planned. So nice. That would really round out the whole experience, which I've never done. I've never... I've never baked a fluffy little bun before, so I don't know how easy or hard that is to achieve, but I believe in you. I know that much. Thank you. Nor have I, but that sourdough cookbook, as we were discussing, right, is just so, feels so accessible and is so empowering um, that I think, you know, they have a recipe for it in there. And I, I really think that we can come to slay but just in case we will bake a couple of loaves as well and that way like worse comes to worst oh no you have to have your freshly yeah. triggered smoked pork on a piece of fresh sourdough bread so yeah, one way or another it. it's gonna slay well do you have any other imperative life updates before we get into the i would say deeply exciting content of today's episode <laughs> well speaking of deep <laughs> i wanted to bring up miss casey musgraves new song new single piping hot deeper well S so good um every morning since it has also, come out the, the past title and I uh, understand the title of the upcoming album. The yes, the track Deeper is Deeper Well. Also, the namesake. The yeah. name. Is, yeah. What is it called? It's is it the called magic, the, the magic track. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is so good, and I have been playing it three to five times every morning um, since it has come out. So yeah, I am just so excited. You guys, go give it a listen. I used to wake and bake. That is such a good line. Um, anywho, that's really it. Should we introduce our episode? Yeah, go go for it, buddy. Okay, drum roll, please. <laughs> Q and R plus BS. Give it up for Brayden and Sean. Oh, what's going on? How's it going? Everybody? Yeah, so, so this is our first 
episode with our husbands as guests. I've got Brayden over here on my side, Sean on Quinn's, and everyone, you'll just have to forgive the learning curve. These are first-time podcasters, <laughs> um, devoted listeners, so they really want to be doing their best by you, but, you know... I was about to say we have some shy boys on our hands. Um, I don't. I don't. But he's not an experienced oh, podcaster, that's for sure. Calling me out, Rye. I would not call Sean shy by any means, but he's not necessarily as in your face as Brandon. Yeah, not oh, shy. Slander begins. I would never. The slander does begin. And also, I, I'm not shy, but like, you know... This I think podcasts are a great forum for people to be able to open up because nobody's looking at us, nobody's watching. We're just doing us. So I hope that our amazing foursome vibe uh, comes through for everyone today. So c- come on, jump on here, Brayden. Don't let me hog the mic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been training in the shadows by by listening and uh, rehearsing and. I'm ready for this. I've never been breaking out my podcast gear in the night just to record his own little. Yeah, no, I've been taking like the paper towel rolls and pretending like I have a mic, but just like whispering like in my closet. So nobody would know. I prefer I prefer the paper towel technique to the um, the foils. So I appreciate that. Um, Our. Our animals are feeling very loud to me right now. So if that's how the listener is feeling, thanks again. Uh, thanks in advance for your forgiveness. Um, Sean, give a quick inter- introduction. Hello, everybody. I'm Sean, a.k.a. The Murph, a.k.a. The Homestead Handyman. Um, I'm uh, AKA, happy to be AKA. here. <laughs> I feel like uh, this is a long time coming. This is really the pinnacle of the podcast. Um, so... You guys are lucky to have us and looking forward to our conversation. Couldn't agree more. I mean, really, (laughs) everything's been building up to this moment. Um, And I think that, you know, it's just going to be nothing but fame and glory after this. Yeah. QNR walked so BNS could run. (laughs) Yeah. You got that right. That's what I always say. Well, 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 you guys, we were thinking we would kind of have a little bit of a Valentine's-y themed episode. You know, we're going to keep things pretty loose because we want our stars to shine. We don't want to dim their glow and we don't want to put birds in a cage. And, you know, so girl, girl, Mrs. Girl, you're going to have to be a little quieter. Pinkerton is feeling she's having really big feelings like a little toddler vibe right now um yeah it's harder on our end to hear at least but i i hope we get her little panting in it because that's only cute um yeah we like quinn said we are loosely on a loved up vibe for this week we have you know valentine's tomorrow depending on what when you're listening and we already kind of covered some stuff like that last week, but we would like to get to know the boys a little bit as individuals, but mostly in the context of as a couple, because that's really where we can find the worth in, in them is how they relate to us. I think we can all agree on that. 
Obviously. Sean is giving vig- vigorous <laughs> nodding. <laughs> yeah, we're not are our better halves. That is husbands, you no know. discussion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the listeners will be able to understand what either of you said. Just so you guys know, a typical protocol is trying not to talk at the same time as the person on the other mic. <laughs> I I understand that um, that can sound maybe a little backwards because of how often Quinn and I talk at the same time, but the podcast has been a a great practice in um, taking turns and... So we'll just, we'll let that carry on to you. But to start things off, I want to pose first a question to Brayden, and then we can turn it to Sean as well. But I just wanted to know in this transition, we've talked a lot on this podcast about moving and what that was like to have more distance from family. But Brayden is in such a different situation because I have my twin to talk about and we removed for Brayden's school. So how, how have you felt about the transition here? How has that impacted, you think, our marriage, our relationship, those things and anything to that effect? Because we have another move coming up. Yes, it's within, it's within the state, but we're feeling the pressure from that a little bit. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think that it's, it's forced us to, um, yeah, to grow and, to to change a little bit. I think that us moving out of Wyoming, you know, being there our whole lives and being in that community and being close to family, um, allows for so much great interaction and so much fun. Um, but you also always have support and then you move across the country and you, that support is just a little bit further away, you know? So, um, I think that we've had to rely a lot more on each other and find ways to build each other up and keep each other afloat. Cause I know I've needed you a ton, but I mean, I think that we've, we've leaned on each <laughs> other. like, but you've needed me much, much more. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Uh, that would be the we, truth listener. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, we, it was difficult. It was a difficult move for many reasons. Yeah. You know? And uh, I think that we've done a really good job of trying to support each other as most as best as we can um, with the time that we've got. And um, yeah. And are you looking forward to being in a new place in a short month? I am looking forward to having way more uh, like utilities, like laundry and a dishwasher and like insulation in our home. A microwave. This is that's not supposed to be brought up on the podcast. Okay, so move on. (laughs) That's very triggering. I mean, this is literally the first time that Riley Riley and I've been living together for what four years almost now, four plus. Um, And we've never had a microwave. We've never had laundry. We've never had a dishwasher. So we're really upgrading, you know, we're only paying a little bit more a month and we're just getting reaping the benefits. It's going to be great. And we'd never had an attic before. <laughs> Dude, so much oh. space for activities. I am so this is a excited. big step in your life. Yeah, yeah that's how yeah. we felt. We're like, we're, we're only paying twice as much for rent now, but we get to have our horses outside our window. So talk about amenities, baby. Um, but I yeah, will be looking turns- forward to here if you're using the microwave and... I have, I'm putting a guess, you're going to use it. 
So we're 100% going to use it. We've never been okay. anti microwave. We've just been. Oh, uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> Riley, literally, <laughs> I Riley, am. Literally, I am speaking for myself. Riley is. Riley has said very anti microwave things on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's not anti microwave for me to say that microwaving something to the point of explosion is more inconvenient than just heating something up on the stove top. <laughs> the drama so this is how i was turning my question over to sean because you guys have been now in your place for for a while but you like quinn said you got a much bigger property but it also has many more responsibilities let's just say more buildings older more history whatever what has that move been like for you guys and is it something that even though it's taken a lot more work along with more money it just feels gratifying because are you able to feel more rooted than how y'all felt before in your apartment or just yeah let's hear a little bit about that since we're we've like usual been on a similar track with timeline things like that oh for sure i mean I think we've had a couple moves over the last couple of years too. And this is the first time that we've lived not in an apartment. And I, every time we move, we're trying to move more in the direction of the lifestyle we want. And I think we really kind of landed on it this time. Um, but it's just been like the process of figuring out the lifestyle. Cause there's, you know, when you're in an apartment, there's only so many responsibilities you have as someone living in a place but we jumped onto 10 acres with uh, 15 animals that we're all trying to keep happy and alive at the same time so it's been it's definitely been a process just figuring out you know the steps and the lifestyle and like what even needs to happen um knowing what questions to ask and just trying to kind of optimize the workflow because you know if you there's ways to set yourself up for success yourself and all your animals. So, um, trying to, trying to just figure that out along the way and learning as you go. But we've been, we've been loving it cause, um, there's just something about being able to be outside on a beautiful day with all the animals and, um, just the, the feeling you get from that versus being like cramped in a apartment complex where people are stealing your truck all the time and, <laughs> and you're flipping doormat right uh, from your freaking door bro yeah so yeah that it's been, is it's been so a big change cool. but yeah definitely the change that we we want yeah the people keep kept trying to f us up there but yeah, Sean, Sean is going to, you know, I feel like Sean's going to start on this episode slightly formal, which you're, you guys are so sweet. And I just love you boys. You're the best. Um, but Sean, I would say that we both love it. Absolutely love it. Wouldn't you concur? Oh, for sure. Like we love having That's this definitely space. the vibe that I got from Sean. I just love him as a of course the engineer is like optimizing workflow is of course the priority <laughs> well here's the thing like if you have a bad workflow you really don't feel like you're living it loving it as much because you're like damn i'm working my 
balls off right now and my back is sore and my elbow hurts versus <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is great workflow. I'm loving life. I get to come out here, sit out in the sunshine with my chickens or whatever. Yeah, let's just yeah, say it wouldn't definitely. run smoothly without Sean. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's for sure. And I will give him credit where credit is due. It would I've been pointing to things physically on our property. I'm like, Sean, let's keep on working on you building up your self-worth because do you understand that literally each one of these things you made happen, like literally you thought of and you did. This is the reason why it's happening because we entered this property with it being beautiful, but not with it being functional. And Sean's like, oh, function is my middle name, bitches. And has been an absolute king, slay, love moment. <laughs> yeah. hey. Absolutely. That's how I feel when I look at my window and there's a pallet driven into the ground with a stake and <laughs> scrap wire <laughs> wrapped around Riley. that to make a game. <laughs> hey, it, Riley... It, got utility it may not may not be pretty but it, it does the job dude you got to use what you have at your disposal i respect that i will say i feel that it was maybe slightly misrepresented brayden saying it's super easy to open this fence um because we found it not to be it's super like a, easy yes it's like, it, it's like a three-step process it's no big deal it took opening a gate is typically supposed to be like about a one. It's child. <laughs> yeah, maybe one-handed. <laughs> Roger proof, that's for sure. Okay, you guys, I I have the next question um, <clears throat> ready for you. So this time maybe we'll go Sean answer first, then Bray. I would just love you guys to share a little bit. You know, first of all, here's a little, just a little history. You guys probably already know this, but. Brayden and Riley, high school sweethearts, um, Quinn and Sean, college sweethearts. So Riley and Brayden, you know, were a couple going strong for a few years before Quinn and Sean became romantically involved. Um, and I just want to hear what you guys have to say. What do you want to tell our listeners about what it's like to date a twin am i starting yep okay well personally i think i kind of got to cheat a little bit because coming into a relationship with a twin with the other twin having dated someone for so long i got to kind of see see what was already going on and kind of get ahead of the game and and see some things like oh oh that's a good idea or like oh maybe i should stick away from that and examples please <laughs> please be specific <laughs> oh come to think of it oh nothing's coming to mind um oh. yeah i think i think it's been great and we brayden and i luckily get along very well because i think if brayden and i didn't get along it would have been a deal breaker and one of you two would have broken up with us and it might have been broken me because us. I, <laughs> 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 Braden was grandfathered in so it might uh, have been me Sean. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
but yeah, it's I personally I have fun because I think we all get along so well, but um definitely requires all of us to get along because if there was like an odd wheel out or you know an odd person there there would be an issue (laughs) we're all odd so it works well yes if we had one normal wheel along with the other odd wheels it would also be an issue yeah there's a lot of group decision making that goes on whether you like it or not yeah yeah group decision-making or twin decision-making and husbands nodding, you know, like same, 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 same. (laughs) No, I mean, it's, uh, (laughs) it's been, it's been, it's been an amazing eight years and eight years of lots of learning for sure. Uh, (laughs) it is dating a twin is, I, you know, I can't really speak to dating anything else because like, Anything. We said, oh, oh, so sorry. Any, anyone else? Anyone else? Because uh, <laughs> it's been since we were 15, 16. Um, so I don't have any dating experience otherwise. Um, but yeah, all sorts of unique, fun uh, things, sometimes challenges, sometimes unique benefits. You know, like I always had Quinn in the back pocket if I ever needed any questions about what to get Riley for Christmas or birthdays. And it was always going to be fire advice. Um, but then, you know, there's also the fact that, uh, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be best. You gotta, you gotta be close with everybody because everybody's so tight and their whole family is just like so, so close. And to me, that was amazing. It was amazing to be like, brought into such a amazing dynamic family but at the same time it was a little intimidating at first because it's like whoa everybody is like thick as thieves and um yeah lots of learning and fun things happening Um, yeah i love the word dynamic that makes it seem a lot more approachable (laughs) (laughs) it it is like having a a pocket guide or something sort of having a, a twin around that you can ask questions to. Cause I feel like you guys 99.5% of the time are going to feel similar ways on certain things. And so it, it's a nice resource, but also it, it can be a lot because you guys tend to feed off of each other. And if I disagree with Riley on something, there's a good chance that Quinn's going to be coming done, in hot right done. behind you know, me. Like, it's an yeah. automatic two versus one, you know, yeah, <laughs> because well, I can't, you know, I can't, I can kind of back you up, but even then it's like, yeah. Brayden, what needs to how be literally dare you what? say that? How many times have I come to your rescue, Brayden? Yeah. Brayden, I was going to say, like a moment of reflection. that needs to be equally acknowledged because the number of times i should have been able to just be catty to you because you are annoying and quinn is right there and goes you need to apologize to brayden because you were being a brat i will say quinn Quinn has been very good to me quinn has been very good to me (laughs) dude if you don't think that i am your freaking homie like you just you don't even know what's going down behind the scenes if you don't think i am the first one to be like riley do you think you could have been a little nicer in this moment yes i think so but of course like here's the thing i'm like 
Okay. Thank you so much for opening the floor for me to talk about how challenging my life is. First of all, you guys, haters be acting like me and Riley just take the same side for the sake of taking the same side. What the haters don't know is that when you share the same opinion as someone, I don't know what I'm... Oh, what am I supposed to do? Just be like, oh, yeah, no, actually, fuck her. Like, I don't agree at all. I totally have a different opinion. Um, No, the coincidence is I just have the same opinion and I just want to live my life freely and honestly. So I understand how it can be. It's never been blind fate. It is just that like two brain. It's just two brains, you know, then they're just two beautiful brains (laughs) that are always right. Something that has been maybe a frustration articulated by these boys is that we're both so correct so much of the time and also so intuitive and emotionally intelligent and articulate that then it feels like you can't win because you actually can't because you are on the wrong side of history (laughs) and that can be frustrating and alienating you're you're totally right one of the hardest things about being successful in this relationship is just learning how to be wrong all the time and realizing that quinn is better at everything else cut this episode is wiped what the hell is going on you guys we are not giving you such a massive platform to only slander us the whole time (laughs) (laughs) and here's the thing here's what i would like to say this is all good and fun a little relational teasing but i will just put float out there that um (laughs) quinn is like what is it like to date a twin and both of the boys are like hmm Con, con, con. Oh, no. I started off with really strong good things and talked about all sorts of, you know, lovely things. They're like, they know each other like for gift giving. (laughs) Which that is so very true. And I will. I will say that is a strong suit that is absolutely worth acknowledging. And thank you for that, Brayden. My grandpa did say that. It is not a good thing to tease to any degree in a relationship and that he and my grandma never once teased each other um, because they have so much respect for each other. (laughs) Good for you. And I said, (laughs) respectfully, sir, um, I'm going to have to disagree, but thank you so much. I'm like, "Um, grandpa, you really do have the audacity to tell me that you have never once said or done anything disrespectful to my grandma. Oh, tea on air. But everyone everyone has done and said disrespectful things to their partner that's just that's just the unfortunate part of being in a relationship yeah i will say i am a reforming hardcore uh teaser in terms of i do like to be dishing it out so i personally am one that does take it and has to because i do not want to be someone that's like yeah it's it's okay if i go down that road and poke fun but it's not okay for you too but brayden that is something that he has definitely brought to me in this relationship because he does sometimes feel like 
sensitive about something where it's just like you just don't have to take the opportunity just because it's there and i see that and i appreciate that and you learn also so much with someone being with them through this period of your life like not to mention our teens but your early 20s and stuff and as you're softening and molding into just the more adult version of yourself i think it's good to have someone that just wants the best for you that's always there to be supportive but also for critical feedback like i i value that i'm not someone that believes like oh i don't care what anybody thinks of me like i think you should pay attention to the people that matter and the people that want to see the best from you and see you thrive and i feel that same way about sean where if sean's like riley that was not it like i didn't appreciate that interaction and that has happened and that has happened both ways where we have to actually get real with each other and have serious conversations because we're gonna be in each other's lives so that is like valuable and i appreciate that about you guys and about your willingness to push yourselves in that way that I know can be more uncomfortable. And I think you've both grown into that a lot where you feel like you can actually be heard in our family and in our like relationships as the four of us. Yeah, for sure. I think a super important thing and all that is just like knowing or learning how to communicate with each other. Um, and like it's fine to tease each tease each other. Quinn and I tease each other all the time. But also, if one of us Sean, had a long day it. and is not in the mood, <laughs> then um, I'll hear about it. And like you got to know how to respect that and work with each other because um, incessant teasing and just like projecting and giving your partner a hard time can make things uh, tough. So. Well, also, I think we have learned so much that we came from a family, specifically a father, dad, hello, um, who is a big time teaser that like we were raised with quite a level of sarcasm and stuff being thrown around that I think we just always thought was known and understood until being in relationships where we learned, oh, yeah, not everyone was teased in a way that was so unserious. Like, I definitely think when Sean first, like, when Sean and I were early in our relationship, there was definitely moments where Sean's like, yeah, I don't feel like... I was ever teased by my family really in a in a way that he really appreciated and maybe Sean I don't want to be like speaking for you but it definitely is good we have all grown so much in these relationships and there's plenty of times that I didn't like being teased and joked with all the time with our family so sometimes you really <laughs> If life is not learning and unlearning stuff from the way you were raised, what is it? That's that's the name of the game. Um, But I will say that Brayden and Sean are just very, very good supportive partners. And yeah, you guys, without the four of us, Riley and I have always known. If we 
We have known also from experience with Quinn maybe having a partner that was not exactly Riley's dream hope for me or necessarily my own dream hope for me or maybe even Brayden's at the time. <laughs> um, that, yeah, we knew like, girl, there's going to be no compromises. They are not in, in if they are not in a hundred percent with the group, they're out. It's not happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is very obvious very quickly. I feel like with our dynamic, even when it comes to meeting friends, like all Quinn and my friends have like liked each other and we've mostly had like shared friends as twins growing up in the same place. But, um, this hasn't ever, maybe. I don't recall this happening. I'm not going to say this hasn't ever happened, but if I was hanging out with someone and they didn't know Quinn and then I introduced and we were like, okay, so what did you think? Hopefully a, you're not dumb enough to be like, yeah, I did not really like your twin. I did not like her vibe. But if that's the way somebody felt the way that friendship would just be over so quickly, it's like, okay, well that is the vibe so i will i will not be needing any more feedback from this point moving forward um, i just wanted to say because we didn't really do life updates for the boys which is totally fine but i kind of wanted brayden you to tell the story of what happened to us specifically you this week with freaking raj oh yeah that was that was awesome that was a that was a gem of a time um well so i right now i'm in medical school as some of y'all know um and i wake up nice and early so i can get my school work done and prep for the day and then i take little raji on a walk and it's a nice little morning time we get to see the sunrise um and he's gotten really good at like sitting at the door before we go out and I was doing that and I was getting out of the house and we have, you know, we have like this screen door and we have our normal door. So there's kind of this in-between time where I'm like, I have him on the leash, but I'm like closing two doors at once. And, um, he just took off and he, and it came and the leash like flew out of my hand and he's never done that before. And I was like, Oh, what the hell? And I look through my fingers. Slipped through my fingers. <laughs> and um yeah, he he found a skunk and he was chasing a skunk. And it was I you know, I'd never I'd I'd never I didn't know what to do. So I'm chasing after him and like yelling after him, like, come here, come here. He's of course not listening at all. And it's it's a pretty big skunk. Uh, meanwhile, our neighbor is like screaming skunk and like shutting her car door. Straight up, our neighbor's like skunk, skunk. Brayden's like, yeah, <laughs> I I'm know. on it. <laughs> and I'm like trying to grab his leash, but I can't. And the skunk's like actively like lifting up its tail and about to spray. And it did it did spray a couple times. I think we got lucky and um it wasn't too much. And I think that like Roger definitely took the brunt of it. Um, but yeah, it was fun. We, we both got skunked and it was like, you know, seven in the morning. I had to be at the hospital at eight. 
Um, uh, yeah, this is pre dang. seven in the morning, mind you. Rai likes to sleep until seven, seven fifteen, seven thirty, perhaps, depending. And the way that I woke up, you know, when your nervous system is just like wrecked for the rest of the day because it's like a panic feeling. Where Brandon didn't mean to panic me, but he's like, "Babe, I need your help," and I. I'm like, oh my gosh. And he starts explaining the situation to me. Thank God I realized he was talking about Roger getting sprayed. I thought he initially was saying Roger is out and like loose and he couldn't find him, which is re-traumatizing. But anyway, it was just so cold outside. Not so cold by Colorado, Wyoming standards, but it was below freezing in the morning and we can't bring this boy in to wash him because he's covered in skunk and so he's like shivering while we're trying to use warm water get it done out there it was just what if you ask what if you ask yeah i'm like you know how you want to start a little bit sprayed no no not at all so we i was like trucking in warm water from our bath into this little five gallon like tub thing that i have and just trying to just rinse him off we were spraying him down with like vinegar and soap and it was just and he was shivering he was cold i was cold um right was cold it was it was it was a fun fun way to start the morning um but uh yeah i got to the hospital and apparently i didn't smell like skunk so that's good um and uh the the rest of the day was was okay but uh, he still kind of smells this this morning it was raining and he got a little wet on our walk and he came back in and it definitely had reactivated yes. some skunk um but it's it's better than it's better than it could have been you know it could have been really bad i had like memories of my dog growing up um who had gotten like super badly skunked and it was like you know a multi week I feel like in my childhood memory, she smelled for just like the whole summer. So I don't think Roger is going to be in that boat. So that's good. But it can take forever to come all the way out. I didn't, I have, we have never had that with a dog. Like we never had that with our dogs growing up. And I am sorry that that happened. (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't reek. Like I just feel like if you would be around it, that you would stank from it. But I also weirdly feel like it would like irritate my skin. (laughs) I'm it would also poor Roger. He's blinking his little eyes and spitting. He's like, pip, pip, um, because it got him right in the face. Yeah. Like the first thing he did, he just like shoved his face into the red clay and like, ate a bunch of clay to try to like get the taste out of his mouth and just kept spitting it out poor guy but luckily as soon as we we started by rinsing his eyes and his face obviously and like after that initial rinse he was good and it wasn't stinging his eyes or anything but um yeah the worst thing that happened in terms of like wildlife encounters for us growing up uh, maybe I shouldn't say worse. The worst was probably our dog getting stomped out by a moose and breaking her little ribs. But something that was also not good is she got into a porcupine and she was just covered the full, whole snout front of her body, legs, quills everywhere. And our parents called the vet and they were like, yeah, you can bring her in, but we'll do the same thing. We just have to pull them all out. So if you have whatever an anxiety pain med for them, then you can just pull them out. And that is always seared into my mind. It was so sad because she got so many on her little nosy, which would be so sensitive. Poor girl. 
Yeah, I was jump scared the other day walking through my house. I got a huge stab in the bottom of the ball of my foot and was like, WTF was that? And I looked down and pull it out and it was a quill of some sort. I'm like, what? It was very short and small, but I was like, hello. It was, it had the white base and a brown tip. And I'm like, where did this come from? And is in, oh, you know what? I wonder if it's literally a cactus i i wonder if it was from a cactus straight up that yeah probably is that makes sense that makes more um, sense than a porcupine in your home i think yeah yeah yes i don't think a little, now, so. a little porker came into my house um you guys so now moving into a funny couples story um which i got permission from my client to tell you guys this story um i thought it was so funny because a girl came in and we had a consultation she wanted a cover-up and i'm like okay let's see the tattoo and it was dun -dun -dun -dun, her ex-boyfriend's initials um and that she got and she was just absolutely ripping on him she's like yeah this is so not it like i want this covered off of my body more than you can understand like this old ass man that i do not want in my life anymore like she definitely was she was not having it and she's like it was so funny because like so much of the appointment then once we actually were tattooing her she's like yeah absolutely like f this dumb ass man bro like i can't believe i wasted my time on this guy like and the fact that i got his initial on me like why would i do that i always thought that was the most tacky shit for someone to do and so anyway that whole that whole session she was like hey i'm sorry i know i'm like venting about this guy but i'm just like relieved to be out of it can't believe i was with him whatever <laughs> okay she leaves comes back for you know it's very typical for fine line tattoos you need to come back in for a little bit of a touch up just kind of spruce some things up and she comes back in this week and is like um quinn I have a feeling that you're gonna have something to say about what I'm about to tell you. I'm Stop. like, bro, do not tell me she's back with this guy. Bro, what are you about to say? No. And she's like, yeah, so after our, like a month after our appointment, I looked in my email spam and he emailed me because he was blocked on everything and he emailed me and she freaking unblocked him texted back got back with him i'm like dude the way what you were saying about him like are you for real and she's like i know oh. like i and i was like so straight at what are do you want to remove this now this cover-up we did she's like no 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 i still i still want it covered up but he's like she said that he was like yeah i can see through the cover-up i i know that my initial is still there and now to finish out the story this morning she messaged me and was like quinn i just had to update you i broke things off with him like basically after our conversation and i wanted you to know <laughs> well played quinn 
Yeah, because I was not there for it. I was like, girl, uh, dude, no, why are you doing this? And so moral of the story, you if you guys uh, have doubts about the relationship you're in, go get tattooed by a girly and she will make sure to just lean in to F that guy and leave him. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, again, Brayden and I are the worst people. Sometimes our friends will be like, we need some relationship advice, which of course we can give for like long-term situations. But when it comes to this, I'm like, I can only tell you from intuition because we've been together for so long since we were so young that I don't have much experience with that. But it is people just love to slander an ex and so then that makes me wonder like okay was this actually like a bad horrible toxic relationship or is that just what people do with their culture around exes because so many people then get back with them i'm like so if he was actually a miserable schlub then what is going on with your self-worth girl or you're like no it was actually not that bad i was just in my feels and um, it was for something petty. I don't know. I, it's an interesting thing that happens. And I also think that there are like problematic exes for sure, but there are all sorts of reasons that people break up with people. And even if someone is perfectly great and there's no issue, that doesn't mean you're going to stay with them for the rest of their lives. So I think that we need to be more supportive of people also being like, yeah, this person's my ex, but they're not an evil person that I hate. Not saying for this scenario, just in general. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it is though like it's pretty easy to when you're getting out of a relationship be like uh yeah screw this (laughs) like when you especially when you realize like you know what i need to be i need to be taking myself up by the bootstraps and moving on with my life and reinvigorated and re-empowered but um yeah i just I think those scenarios are very interesting and funny. And like, even for me with my, I have an ex that I definitely don't have like warm feelings toward, but I feel like it's very interesting too, the way that like, while you're breaking up with someone, you might not have that feeling of like, OMG, screw them. It might just be like, yeah, you know, we got to go our own ways. But then sometimes the way they take the breakup is really what makes you be like, okay, enough is enough. Like now I'm over it, you know? It was big time. Um, Real quick question, then we can get back to stuff with the boys just since we're talking about this. How do you feel as a tattoo artist? Like, do you care if somebody comes in and they want a partner's initial or name or whatever? Will you accept that? Do you try to dissuade people? Will you just not do it? Or how do you feel? Um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I did tattoo someone's husband's name on them the other day. Actually, like two times in a week, I think I did that. Oh, wait, no, no. One was someone's kid and one was someone's husband. Um, if I had a client that's 18 years old and was coming in wanting that, I would probably say maybe find another artist for the job. 
Um, but at least the good thing for me with my tattoos, like my script tattoos is like, obviously this is not the goal or the plan, but at least it would be an easy cover up with like my stuff being fine line. It's not like it's a ginormous script across your back, like something impossible to change or cover up. It's definitely not my preference or something I seek out, but like the person I did this for the other week, they had been together like 10 years or something and she wanted it on her hip. And I'm like, okay, I actually didn't realize it was her husband's name when we booked the appointment, but then he came to the appointment and I figured it out. But yeah, it definitely is not my like goal to take on a lot of that. But I do, again, like I said, I feel like at least I know I'm going to do it in a way where it's not like the most tragic thing ever to cover up or get removed if it must happen that way one day. Um, but I really try to play things by ear with, honestly, and some people might not think that this is right, but like, if you're 18 or around that age, I do, I am a little more picky about what I'm willing to give to someone, you know? Um, but we wanted to ask you guys a little question. Sean, do you want to ask them what we had been talking about earlier about, you know, they're re- they have been in a relationship since high school and kind of, well, I guess I'm just asking it. Do you want me to just ask it? I don't remember exactly what question you were going to ask, so you can ask that one and then I'll see if I have any follow-up questions. <laughs> okay. I'll do the main point and Sean can do a point B. Um, we just wanted you guys to speak on a little bit your relationship having started as such youngins and i think that high school being high school sweethearts can be a little over romanticized i think in a lot of cases it's not really a flex and that it doesn't work out for a lot of people which makes sense because as we know you grow so much from the time you're in a high school, but it did work out that way for you guys. And another thing I've heard like over, you know, my clients will bring in their girlfriends chatting. And I heard some people recently saying something like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that our friend is getting married and they've never been with anyone else. They've never even had a time to like get to know themselves on their own. They've been dating for so long. Like, speak to that and how you guys feel like you have grown together and have become fully formed adults, not... uh, Yeah, I'm going to stop it there. You guys tell tell us a bit about what you think with all that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, I think that's one of the challenges of being in a long-term relationship since high school is that you kind of get those comments kind of throughout from anybody. And, you know, sometimes they're totally well-meaning and they just want the best for you in like self-exploration or whatever. Um, And I think some of that's well-founded in the sense that like there are relationships out there that people start dating in high school and they stick together and they don't have outside friendships and they don't go and try to build themselves up or do independent activities. Um, and I think that 
yeah, there, there is room in those relationships for some individual growth. But I think that part of what made our relationship work so well and part of why like I, I never felt like we needed to meet anybody else was that like we gave each other plenty of space to develop as individuals and to grow and to like learn new things and um, spend time with friends. And like, I, I think that if you stay in the same kind of mindset from the start and you don't aim to grow as individuals and as couples, like it's, it's going to be a tough road for sure. Um, and I think that we tried to prioritize that early on. Um, but I do also think that like our relationship has had phases, you know, like we are definitely not the same relationship that we were when we were 16 or, God. or when we were 19, you know, like newly in college, like those are all those were all different phases. And then we had our little pandemic phase and now, you know, we're, we're married and out across the country from all of our family. So like there's, there's different stages. And I think if you don't grow and transition through those, then, um, yeah, it, it, it would have been, um, it, it could have easily not worked out, but I think that because we've been, I'll use my dynamic word again. We've been so dynamic. Uh, <laughs> that it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's worked and it's worked beautifully, but what do you got to say? Yeah, I agree with what you said. And I also just think that it so much depends on the people involved and the dynamic. I am by no means an advocate for only being with one person. I think I've said it on the podcast before. I'm like, I am typically someone that would say you should not make any decisions too early and too young and whatever, like give yourself a chance and just go and see what's out there and all that. But like Bray said, I, we haven't been limited at all with one another to see what's out there. I think that's something that really helps is just neither one of us is the jealous type about each other's just like time about with other people. Even when we were in high school, Brayden wasn't like uncomfortable if I wanted to hang out with other guys without him and do that. And same with me, vice versa. We're just, especially when it comes to gendered things like that, both of us are so not in that box where we feel like possessive over one another and who we can be around and the things that we can pursue. Like I think ultimately we've both just wanted what was best for each other individually and then started to see like especially later in college like okay luckily it seems like our kind of individual desires just are super in line and they are gonna work great for a relationship long term but i think knowing like we are not idiots we knew how young we were when we were you know getting together and then staying together in college and then making the decision in college to move in together was all very out in the open like we know this might not last forever we're not under the illusion that it's like 
fantasy land that we're just always going to be together because we're just like so perfect and everything is so happy. We had conversations about our goals and what we think long-term and also are like, and we don't know who's to say we're 20. We're trying to like project what might be going on, but we would just check in and have those conversations about where things were versus where they're headed. And if we felt like that was continuing to align and it just did, I think that it is very lucky and rare that that happens that as we continue to grow and change we both were like oh that's the direction that i'm like growing and changing to and of course i think that's informed by the fact that we were in a relationship like yes that makes sense because we also were very formative for each other but i'm just grateful because i think we've just been such a great thing for each other that both of our families have come together and like truly wanted to be like one family that sees both of us as like our unit and can be supportive of that. And yeah, I just think that it's so lucky that the stars aligned the way they did because growing up, I was genuinely someone that thought I probably wouldn't get married until I was in my thirties and do that sort of thing. Like I just was never like romantic really about the idea of young love. And I think that's because our parents, I'm sure it's because our parents were like in their thirties when they got together. And that was the example set for me. Doesn't bear even mentioning on this podcast. Like we're not Christian. It's not like I wanted, I didn't have a pressure to be with someone young and stick with you. And I think that made it easy for both of us where we felt like this is just because we want to, and it's fun. And as long as this works for us, it does. But if it doesn't, like we have the rest of our lives ahead of us. We didn't feel like, well, if it doesn't work with Brayden, I probably won't be able to be with anyone. Like we both understood, like we could be great together or great as individuals. Definitely. This is related, um, but I'm just curious to see what you guys feel. Um, So this is something that all four of us have been sorting out. I mean, over our whole lives, but especially the last year, um, is just moving into a new situation and a new lifestyle and, um, just starting new big steps in life. And, um, I feel like when you're in a big transition stage, it can be easy to not prioritize your partner, but I think that we have done a decent job at remaining present and in touch with each other while we're all, figuring out our things with Quinn and I starting our careers and moving on to the homestead and you two moving so far away and doing um, med school and getting a dog. Um, But what are some of the things, like what are some tips or some advice that you guys would give for staying present and staying in touch with each other in times of transition and change? That's such a thoughtful question, Sean. Um, I think something that is awesome that Brayden spearheaded in our relationship um, right around, I think, when we moved to Virginia, we would always just, we're constantly around each other and talking and stuff. We're just like that. But moving out here, Brayden had the idea to do like weekly marriage meetings. I think I've even talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but just a check-in where you go over whatever it is that you need to get on the same page for the week, like meal planning, 
check in for finances, make sure the budget looks good, ask each other about the week, about the week ahead, like get all of the logistics on the same page. But then that also opens up space to say like, how do you feel things are going in our relationship? Or like, are there any intimacy needs that aren't being met or are? And like, you can just have that kind of the logistics meeting that you have to do anyway to stay on the same page and just feel like you're aligned and in flow and have our week together. I mean, I don't know how people don't like it stay in touch with that with a partner because that to me with the way my brain works drives me crazy like if i if brayden has stuff on his schedule that i'm not aware of it's not in a way of being like oh you can't do that but just like i need to be in the know we're running a family together and we not to mention we share a car we have shared responsibility like we need to get in touch on that anyway and so then yeah it's just a great opening that we can also then talk about how we're feeling and what goals that we have for the week or for the month and what are we doing to meet them? How can we support each other? And I love that. Yeah. And I think at least for me, like, um, obviously with medical school, like I don't have a lot of my own time and I have to be really diligent about how my free time is spent. Um, and, and diligent about like what my priorities are. And I think that throughout all of this, I've just had to, I haven't been perfect at it by any means, but like a guiding light has just been that like, well, sure. We moved across the country, um, to do this, um, you know, to, to go to medical school for my career. But at the end of the day, like priority number one is our relationship. And if there are things that are getting in the way of that, or if there are ways in which I can take 30 minutes or we can take two hours to go on a date or, you know, like it, the, the little things add up to, to, to big in, impacts. And I think that like, even if I don't have a lot of time, I can still use that time. Um, and we can still use that time to kind of nourish a, a relationship. Like, I think that if you don't prioritize that number one, then it will, obviously stop being number one and a lot of other things and inertia can move you away from each other and like move things in the way. And, um, I've just, and Riley's been great at also like reminding me and like pulling me out of some, some head spaces where I just think like, Oh, well, I have to do this and I have to do this. And I have 10 things on my plate that I have to complete by tonight. Um, and she just, she does a great job of like also being like, okay, that is true. But also like, let's sit down and have dinner together. Like we have time to have dinner across from each other. That's totally possible. And that's totally true. And, um, it's been huge for my mental health, but also just like our health as a couple to, to do the little things and to make sure to take time out of each day. Cause Otherwise, they'll just kind of fly by and then all of a sudden you'll spend months and years with a person without knowing how their day goes and knowing how um, they're doing. And I think that can be an easy mistake to fall into. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is we definitely like try to make the have to's the things you have to do anyway something that can be like relationship building like we're both going to eat dinner we eat together every night i'm not saying you have to do that i know that doesn't work for everyone especially with certain schedules or whatever but that's a way that we know that we're daily going to connect over that we don't have our phones 
again, that goes without saying for us, but I know that is hard and sometimes that comes in in a way, but like we just sit down together, even if it's 20 minutes and we eat our dinner together, but we make sure that we do that. And something that Brayden was bringing up earlier when we were just talking about this episode was um, for you guys, like when you are so busy, that can be just those stressors and everything else to, can, doesn't always feel very romantic. And I'm imagining that that's a practice you guys have as well as like those chores, the mundane, like I have to do this anyway, making that an event together or I don't know, like what do you guys do when you can have sometimes always such packed schedules, but in your case, sometimes very different ones with, with the style of job Quinn has and you have, like, what do you do to make sure you're staying connected throughout the week and not just like constantly in a state of looking towards the weekend? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's been a big part of us figuring out this lifestyle. Um, but I think a lot of it boils down to just making sure that we both have a mutual understanding of what our values are and what our goals are and um just the level of um the level of work and just what we want to provide for our animals and ourselves um so like Quinn and I do live or do have slightly different schedules mine usually starts a little bit earlier and she'll work a little bit later into the night and so you know we both know that <laughs> we have all these animals and they all need taken care of. And so figuring out a schedule that works for us. So like Quinn usually does the morning chores and then I'll do them in the evening when I get home and just making sure that we can work together, even if we are, you know, not working on the same schedule every day, just figuring out how we can, how we can make it work and then how we can also make it work to our advantage. Cause, um, we have, the core stuff that happens, but there's a lot of enrichment that we try to do for our animals. And I think a lot of that enrichment is also for us too. Like if we're, you know, going out and spending some time with the horses in the pasture, grooming them, or, you know, just taking Pinkerton out to say hi to the goats, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll just say, Hey, you know, let's go do this together. Cause we both love to do it. We're both available. Like we'll, we'll try to take advantage of the situation. Um, which that has been one of the big things that I think we're really getting to enjoy now is because when we first moved out here, it just felt like such a daunting, you know, big pile of work to try to get everything situated and in order for us and the animals to be safe and healthy and happy. But now I think we're more to the point where it's like we can really just live and, and enjoy ourselves out here and kind of um, set ourselves up with more of those opportunities to, to do things together, whether that's going on a walk down the driveway with Pinkerton to get some sunlight in our eyes in the morning, or, you know, whether that's just sitting out on the back patio, drinking some coffee or tea, but, you know, just, just even taking advantage of the, the smaller times, if it's not a big, you know, you're going out to dinner or going on a date, just, just making sure that you, dedicate some time to catch up and and be present with each other you guys are the like king and queen of at home date nights because you've had to yeah be. <laughs> that's the thing i think i mean every, every relationship obviously goes through 
everyone is building together and goes through hardships together and then maybe has those really high times and everything. But I definitely think for Sean and I, you know, for both of us as couples, we have definitely received the comment of, wow, like you are very young to be married. Like that's kind of crazy. You make this big commitment to each other. And I think like we do have a very different life than what a lot of our peers at our age are looking for. And I think with the amount of animals that Sean and I have, obviously, I, like if you're a mom, you're a parent, I get it. It is different. It is definitely different to have a commitment to a human child. But I think Sean and I have dipped our toes into what the kind of commitment and sacrifice is of having a large amount of beings that depend on you every single day, no matter what. And that has made it. So like Sean said, like a lot of the time we've had to learn what giving each other five minutes, two minutes, giving each other 30 seconds sometimes is literally all we can give right then. But, and that was honestly, I think for both of us, it took a learning curve because it was like, wow, um, we don't get to see each other in the way that we used to. Like we both have to work full-time jobs and our homestead is another full-time job. And at first, Sean and I, there were times, I mean, I've always felt very strong and confident in our relationship, but there were definitely times where it's like, wow, this is a lot. We can't like some sometimes hearing the advice from other people who are like just make the time to go on a date and there were so many weeks in a row and like months in a row that sean and i were like we can't we cannot go out to dinner together like we don't have the time for that we straight up don't have the money for that we don't have the schedule that can allow for that so it was kind of like wow what do we do like we are having to adjust our lifestyles so much and it was like there were moments where it was like this feels kind of heartbreaking. Like what are we supposed to do? Cause we love each other so much and want to see each other and want to make that time. And I feel so lucky cause Sean and I have are always had a relationship where we feel like so in love, but then going through this time, it was like, I can only imagine it was kind of like how, again, moms don't come for me, but kind of like how having a newborn child is where it's like, holy shit, my reality has changed and my priorities are different. And for Sean and I, it was like, wake up call. Our priorities are different now. Like we are each other's first priority, but also like we have to adjust things. So now it is a lot different where for us, it's like, maybe it's once every, you know, it can change, but I would say right now it's probably literally once every couple of months maybe that Sean and I get to go out on a dinner date. But then when we do, we are like, fuck yeah, we have a dinner date, people. Like we are getting excited for weeks in advance. We're like, we have a dinner date we are looking forward to and nothing is going to come in the way of that. But the majority of yeah, our together- upcoming this week. Sushi, baby. Um, but, you know, the, like Sean said, a lot of the times it is like, okay, maybe it is once a week where it's our really like, 
okay we or a couple times a week that we really have like a bigger chunk in time and for us a bigger chunk in time is like 30 minutes sometimes like to do a big nice outdoor walk together with the animals and stuff but we just have to share time like I remember when it we used to be able to be like, oh, let's go to the grocery store together. Girl, those days are long gone. Like errands and chores and stuff like that. Sean and I just are at the point where we have to be taking those things on separately. So it can feel like when we were getting into that, like, dang, we used to love going to the grocery store together. Now we can't make that work um, with like all of the responsibility we have. But if anything, for sure, like this has brought Sean and I so much closer because now literally the 30 seconds we will have together in the morning, that's like a big hug, a drink of our like coffee and tea together for a minute before Sean leaves. Like that means so much to us. And those are the routines that have kept us like good together, you know? Yeah, and you also get to just be, like, so proud of each other and knowing how hard you're both working for making, like, your dream life that you're working towards happen, that sometimes it's hard when you're not having the same amount of time to connect with a partner. I think that can be really hard. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Brittany and I are just laughing at little, little Gwenny honking her not nose Sean over there. Sean unmuting <laughs> while I'm blowing my nose. <laughs> I was on the mic. <laughs> um, but I just am proud of you guys. And I also want to acknowledge that that is a weird transition. Not that you're alone in this, but you guys started dating and then a couple months later we were in a shutdown pandemic basically you guys went to full-on living together for the whole rest of the period of time we were in college which i was saying to brayden it is hard to say this because i know that there are so many tragedies that came out of the COVID 19 pandemic and continue to affect people so i'm not saying this flippantly and to disregard the other things but in a way that was like a really special period of time for me because we got to be together so much because our time was not going out in public and being spent other places so we got to like really connect in our relationship and we got to have days that we wouldn't have had otherwise we never would have been able to be 21 and doing a puzzle all day together and doing like this sort of stuff that you don't usually have time for in regular life so you go from that intense period of time spent to one another to moving to a city with a serious like job that takes lots of your work time commit whatever like it just completely subverted your lifestyle for sure i think covid definitely put a lot of relationships to the test and i'm happy to say that i think both of ours came out stronger on the other end um something i want to touch back on that you said was just learning how to be proud of each other and I think that has been hugely helpful for us especially moving to the homestead and having these different responsibilities because uh, admittedly Quinn and I both suffer horribly from being self-critical and always wanting to achieve more than we could if we were working 24 hours a day um, and so you know I'll be home 
kicking myself in the foot because I'm like, damn it, I didn't I didn't fix this squeaky door hinge today. And Quinn's like, yeah, but you just buffed out the entire barn. And I'm like, yeah, but this this door hinge is really squeaky, dude. <laughs> and Quinn, I think, uh, is great at helping me just be be happy and grateful for the stuff that that we do get done and and vice versa just helping each other keep the mindset that that keeps things happy and i think that's another hard thing that we've had to learn is that like you could always think of a dozen different things to add to the list of stuff that you need to get done but just being realistic and like do, do those things need to happen or is that just something I would like to happen? And then I'm going to be pissed off at myself later because it didn't happen, even though it was such a minor thing, <laughs> just learning to prioritize and like be realistic with yourself and your partner and just encouraging each other. Yeah, that's for sure. I think, you know, we have been going by the motto of that's life. Like that is life. We can't get it all done. And every there's always going to be another thing especially for people you know we're we are unapologetically having the practice of trying to root ourselves on and be proud of ourselves so the fact is we can say it like we have a lot of responsibilities we we're taking care of a lot and for people that are high achievers like we are like you can always think of another thing to do like we, I don't think we could ever be bored. We like, there's always something more we can do, but I think we've been working on strengthening our muscle of, well, we're not doing that right now because it is Friday night and we are going to watch one episode of one show together and Sean will fall asleep 15 minutes in, but still it's the effort that counts. And, um, yeah, well, thank you guys for giving us the floor to talk about that because clearly we both have a lot of feelings about it, but we have grown so much in this and feel super lucky to have each other. Ooh, girl, you guys know that Quinn the horse girl feels lucky because if it weren't for Sean, if it weren't for this man, you think that we just would not, we both know that we would not have achieved this if it were not together. We, there's no way I, as a single person, would already at 24 be living on this farm with all these animals. Like, we could not do what we do in life without each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we were both pretty good examples of, uh, two being a lot stronger than one. How did take someone, not take advantage, but use them to their full potential. Yeah, yeah. Some greater than the parts or whatever, you know? Like, exactly, exactly. Um, symbiotic I, relationship versus parasitic. Yeah, exactly. Symbiosis. Love that word. Love that word. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to pose a little question your way, and then we can flip it back um, if we want to. But I just wanted to know... Like what is one of, and, and take the time to, to think, but what's like one of your favorite early memories, like in the first year of, of y'all's relationship? Cause for those that don't know, Quinn and Sean knew each other for a long time prior to them, um, getting together as has been previously discussed on the podcast, but that first year can be so new and different and transformative. Like what was, 
what was a fun little memory? It can be cute. It can be just funny. It can be whatever. But what's a fun memory? I'd love to hear from each of you. I I know one. I have so many. But when before we really decided we were officially dating because it was a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> it was a big deal for us to make the decision to date because we knew there it's high consequence and believe me my family did not make they they didn't keep me guessing they told me point blank directly do not mess this up quinn because we are going to be very upset if something happens that affects sean's relationship to our family so there was pressure but when we when we stopped saying because we always you know we had been in each other's lives for so long and we did love each other so we always said i love you to sean like our family we were always saying i love you to sean and just the fact that we stopped saying i love you because we knew that maybe one day we might actually say it and mean it in a different way and i just think that feeling is so cute and fun to look back on that without ever discussing it you and i just <laughs> we stopped saying that every time we said goodbye to each other like, until the time my it most was romantic real. memory is yeah when we stopped saying i love you <laughs> but <laughs> only to introduce it in another new fun way <laughs> Yeah, I think that was so sweet. And that then when we actually said it for the first time again, that we knew it was a totally different thing. But also the memory of us cuddling together in your apartment, falling asleep on the couch together, both, you know, both fully clothed. That's what I was like gonna it was say. Yeah, that was so cute. And Keaton, our brother that you know is Sean's best friend, they were sharing an apartment at the time. And we had just gone over to watch a movie and I didn't know I was going to sleep over. But Sean and I both fell asleep on the couch together. And Keaton snapped a picture of us in the morning cuddling together which is just too cute. And of course, it got immediately sent to the fam before we were even yeah. officially dating. That's what I was going to say is, um, but not to even take over before Sean even gets to answer his own question, but this was devastating for me because I was away for a semester abroad during this period of time, so I didn't get to really see the early phases of them being together. Obviously, that went by quick, and then we were together all the time, but just those two with their little hands holding, cuddling on the couch, and Quinn had... Of course, I know everything on Quinn's side at this point, and I'm like, oh my god, I know she's so excited, and it was so cute, and also, uh, not to minimize Sean and Quinn's relationship, but that was definitely not as hard as not being around when Lucifer was a baby kitty cat. That was betrayal. I was like, that is a tiny, tiny, tiny little kitty. By the time I get there, she's going to be so much bigger hurts my heart. And Ghosty. You didn't get to meet Ghosty for a while. Yeah, but he, Ghosty was not a tiny little kitty, well, that, so that no. felt different. But, he yeah, wasn't. But I he know, was that just tiny, is part of us being apart. I'm like, you know I can't, I don't hold any of those feelings because same happened for you guys with Roger. But anyway, Sean, back to you. 
<laughs> um, let me think. I think the first thing that comes to mind, or some of the first things, one is cuddling, but I don't want to get into it. Um, and two, I think it kind of goes back to just like that being COVID time and we were like pretty much right away packed in with each other and just like having dinners together all the time. And that was right. It's funny that we got our animals right at the start of the relationship pretty much because we started dating within, what was it? Like a month of you getting a ghost? Yeah. And look how far we've come. Yeah, and Sean, when I brought Lucify home because I rescued her from the barn, from the evil barn lady that it was not taking care of the fact that she had a zillion little kitties on her property. And Sean's like, Quinn, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, you and I are way too early on into dating for you to say anything have any sort of say over what animals i do and don't get that was really the time to be alive because i'm like um you already came into the relationship i have a horse so established and then i'm like um we haven't been dating long enough for you to say whether i can or can't have a cat so perfect time to set the precedent Quinn's like we haven't we haven't been married long enough for you to say no goats I just still thought it was funny because you were like, oh, yeah, we're totally, quote, fostering this kitty. And I'm like, uh, bullshit. We adopted that kitty and you know it right now. And obviously I did know it, but I was a mass manipulator. I just, again, cannot say that Sean didn't know what he was getting himself into when somebody already has a horse. That's where I'm just like, yeah, you made your bed and I'm glad that your little horse girl lifestyles is working out for the both of you. Um, it was just funny though, because Brayden asked that question and I'm thinking, what about our first year of our relationship? And thank God I was such a cutesy 16 year old girl and wrote Brayden a journal for our first Christmas together, which yes, that is so bold. We had been together for like six months and I vulnerable wrote my little like three months. Really? Yeah. Like six months for seeing each other, but in terms of being boyfriend, girlfriend, a fish, just a few months. And, um, that I need to refer back to because I'm like, that's sweet. I wrote a bunch of our like little memories and first experiences together there. And Ugh, we she, don't want to know. She she must have had some foresight of being like, you're going to want to write this down because this is fresh in the memes and you're going to forget. Um, so need to refer back. <laughs> yeah. And then it came up in the proposals. That was pretty sweet. I mean... Yeah, Brayden was so cute in how he proposed to you. Do you want to tell us your little proposal story? Let it tell it from Brayden's point of view because he's the one who did it. Uh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, like Riley said, she made this really sweet journal for me at the beginning of our relationship, and I'm not a writer. I'm not a journaler. I am. I'm getting into it. I'm doing a better job now. Uh, but I especially was not in high school or through college. And so I 
didn't add much if I didn't add anything to that journal. I read it. Yeah, and gave I referred him this back to it. Beautiful leather journal and he would never use it. I'm like, oh babe, you should use her journal. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I and I sit like I would save her letters and I would and her cards and stuff and I'd put them in there and um but I never added anything to it. Um but then when uh we were getting excited about getting engaged and talking about that sort of thing. I had the idea to finally use the journal. So I um wrote a little like passage in there because I know I was gonna like break up when I did the proposal so that I had something to read. And then I I cut a little square uh, in the pages of the notebook, not over her words. They were in the blank pages, you know. <laughs> Cuts out my meaningful passages with an exacto knife. <laughs> and uh, put the ring in there so that I could just flip to the next page and pull it out. Um, so now the the, the journal has always got a little Riley-sized ring hole right in, the, right in the journal. I think that is so cute, Bray. You really slayed. You came to slay with that. I think that is so thoughtful and sweet. And again, ladies, proof. There is such thing as men doing a good job. I know, that's crazy. But you guys, they can be thoughtful. It's possible. So we need to, of course, I mean, it never would have happened if we hadn't have trained it. But thankfully, Riley had already had years of work poured into this man. So he was developing his thoughtfulness and it really, it really shone bright that day. And you need the foundation of a nice guy. That's the thing we have to understand and come to terms with. First of all, if you're a bad boys kind of girl, that's okay. I can't relate to that. We have different sorts of trauma, I guess. I'm like, all I want is someone to be nice to me, but you go off. But in any case, that makes the boyfriend training much easier because they should already aim to please. And then you just need to guide yeah. them along the way. You don't want to have to start with someone that like wants to be a pest. That's too hard. Oh, Pointing to Brayden. I am, I am not a pest. I, I, he, I, enjoy, grew, I enjoy a silly, goofy time, but I am not a pest. He, you are no longer a pest. You have graduated from that. Um, as Miss Marin Morris says, if the bones are good, the rest don't matter. <laughs> um, so we have a really good foundation with these two. And yeah, you guys are simply the best, better than all the rest. Um, but brow, brow. Wait, wait. <laughs> there was something I was, oh yeah, you guys, that was so sweet. And I don't know if people know that we were engaged within six months of each other less actually, and got married within a year of each other. And I just think that's the best and we love. And obviously if that's not how our life would have worked out, it would have been just fine. It's not like we were going to marry the person we were with just because of the for the sake of it but yeah we would never do that that would be crazy <laughs> that's so wild and crazy um i just think it's pretty special 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 how our timelines have worked out and we are so happy to be in it with the four fiancés as i like to call us and 
Q and R plus BS, there's just, there's a lot of good here. And we are so lucky to have our little group. And I don't know, it's just makes my heart so full, so grateful. And, you know, we really couldn't, the dynamic wouldn't be there if it weren't for each and every one of us, like on our own, we all build this dynamic to be simply the best. And I think, I don't know, I just can't express, Riley already knows my gratitude for her and uh, all of the rest of you do too, but we really lucked out on our husbands and damn straight <laughs> damn straight that's so true quinn and also that goes both ways they are both extremely extremely lucky and know that but clearly we're gonna have to have these boys back on so you know what would be a, a great way to demonstrate that you enjoyed this podcast? Sharing it, rating and reviewing, letting us know what you thought of the episode. I know that we were excited to have them on. They'll definitely have to come back. We, we could talk about our group honeymoon, which was such a blast. 10 out of 10 recommend that style trip. But so much to cover with these guys. Thanks for having them on and letting you know, letting them get their first time in a safe environment is always so important. And, and please comment if uh, if you want the the B the BNS podcast to start. You know, we could do a little offshoot. You the know? BS boys. BS boys. That's what, oh. the BS boys. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll make this a regular series. <laughs> Sean's chomped at the bit to get on this podcast for a long time. I feel like he is going to be super, super stoked on the actual premiere because um, as Riley remembers, when we started over a year ago actually recording, Sean was like, when is it Brayden and my turn? So you guys, we finally made it and love that for all of us. You guys have only witnessed the tip of the iceberg with us. There just is only so much we can get out in this short of a time together. But hopefully you got what feels like, you know, a drop in the bucket of our little dynamic together. And um, boys, is there anything you want to say to the listeners for the way they have shown up to support our little podcast or any final thoughts? um you guys are all super sick and you'd be even cooler if you liked and subscribed um <laughs> remember in the valentine season that your gal is always right and she probably likes flowers and chocolate but what does she like better what does she like better if her name is quinn if her name is Quinn, what she likes better than flock chocolates and flowers is is being <laughs> <laughs> is being right. <laughs> nope, Sean, that that goes without saying. What would Quinn like? What would Quinn like in place of chocolate and flowers this Valentine's Day? Dairy-free chocolate and undyed flowers. Uh dairy cow a dairy cow 
<laughs> okay, that was um, a bit of an unfair question. Okay, <laughs> going to Brayden for your closing remarks. Brutal, brutal. Really, really hung him out to dry there. Uh, um, I, um, I would just like to say happy love day in the spirit of love. Show love to everybody, not just your partner if you have one, or Aww. but your family, your friends, your your neighbor, the dude at the grocery store that you want to give a high five to, or not, Thyself. you know, maybe not. But like, yeah, just just spread love and cheer for all to hear, and uh, just yeah, happy love day, guys. I, I love everyone here on this podcast, and I love um, love. So happy love. <laughs> We love love. Thanks, everybody. We love you guys so much. Toodaloo, everybody. Mwah.